0: You are listening to the Wealthy Muslim Woman podcast with Saima Ali, MD, episode number 10. Assalamu everyone. I hope everybody had a great week and you got some more awareness and more time to make some decisions about your money. Today, we will continue talking about investing and again, some more basics regarding the stock market going over some terminology related to the stock market. So first, you probably hear these terms a lot, bull market and bear market. What do those words mean? And what do those means in terms of your investment or your withdrawing from the stock market? A bullish market means that the market is most likely to go up. So you are optimistic about the stock market and you think the stock market is doing good and it'll continue to do good. So that's a bullish belief. You are a bull. A bear market is more of a pessimistic belief about the market. You think the market is going to crash and that you should not invest in the stock market. What is the strategy that The smart investors use regarding these terms well over the short period the stock market will crash and it will go down but over long term smart investors think the market is a bull market so over over the long term the market will go up and that's what they decide to that's why they decide to invest in the stock market the stock market has done had an average return of 11 percent per year even through the world wars and even through the great depression so overall the great the stock market is likely to go up so that's why these smart investors do not get scared when somebody says oh the market is going down we should take out all our money in fact they leave their money in there and try to invest more when the market is down because they know the market will revive and it will go up again now what if there is a total collapse of the stock market then that my friend is an apocalyptic event and we have a lot more things to worry about than just our money. If the whole U.S. stock market just crashes for good or goes down for good, then that is something really much worse than just worrying about our money. Thus, over the long run, you just believe that the market will go up and your money will be okay. Another question is: Can you buy every single company that's out there? Can you buy a stock or a share of every single company that you know of? And the answer is no. Uh, there, some companies are private and other companies are public. A private company is what it is: it's privately owned, and its shares are not traded on the stock market. Examples of some big companies that are privately owned are Mars, MM, Uh, domino's pizza lego and ikea these are some some famous companies that are privately owned now that does not mean they will always be privately owned they may decide to become public and uh, that is done through ipo initial public offering at the market so they'll have their initial price and people can decide whether it'll be a good investment or not for them and they'll go ahead and buy the stock. Now, what is the difference between a privately owned company and a public company? A private company doesn't have to reveal anything about its financial statements, about its uh, tax, or any other details about its finances. Whereas a publicly traded company is required to find a quarterly financial reports with the Securities and Exchange Commission, and these reports are available to shareholders and the public in general so anybody can go and look up what the reports were like for that company for previous year its revenues its cost of sales its tax expenses administration cost debt load cash value and everything else now, is the stock market only for those with big salaries or those who are already rich? That is also another big misconception associated with investing, that only rich can invest and only rich can keep getting rich with, um, with the stock market. However, that's not true. That's why I decided to make my group and my uh, podcast for everyone I actually want to be more specifically geared towards those with low income and people who come from less education and people who are just immigrating. But at the same time, people with higher salaries are not much smarter with their money. I have many doctor friends uh, who are in debt and they have more limitations actually, even though you may think doctors have higher salaries and they're rich, um, but uh, consider this. Doctors have a late start, when in school, ter- we're- till we're 26 27 then you have residency training then you have fellowship training and uh, you are making less than minimum wage during those years during the training years and even when you graduate you are starting most likely you are starting with a huge student loan debt at really really high interest rates so just because somebody's a doctor or lawyer doesn't mean they are much better off they might actually be in a worse scenario their net worth is very much negative compared to somebody who may have what's considered an ordinary job so just because somebody has a higher level education just because they have a higher salary does not necessarily mean that they are richer and there's also a lot of social pressure to buy the big house to buy the most expensive car and to show off like we are rich even though you are borrowing money from the bank you know you're getting the high mortgage at a at a high interest rate and does not that does not necessarily define wealth so you can literally invest in the stock market just with a couple of dollars a month For $50, $60, even less than that, you could start investing in the stock market and growing your wealth. You can buy fractions of a share if you buy directly from a company through their dividend reinvestment plan. So you don't even have to buy a whole share of a company. However, there are things that you must watch out for, such as commission. If you are buying a stock, or a share of a company for thirty dollars, and you are paying twenty five dollars in commission, then that's not really helping you over the long run or even at that time. This belief that only the wealthy can invest in the stock market was probably too it was probably true in the past because uh, when you had the full service brokers, and they used to charge very high commission, and you had to buy share in round numbers or multiples of hundreds. So you had to purchase 100 shares of a company in order to invest, which could end up being very expensive. And especially with the high commissions, many people did not think it was reasonable to invest in the stock market in the old days. But over the years, it has become very affordable, even some of the times uh, free, to start investing in the stock market. Small investments have good returns over the long run. So the stock market historically has done about 11% return over the last 100 years. So even if you invest $75 per month... In the s p 500 index fund which is uh, basically investing in the top 500 companies in the in the u.s then in 20 years you can have close to sixty thousand dollars how much of a commission is too much the general rule of the thumb is that you want to keep the trade fee less than two percent of your purchase price so let's say, for example, you are interested in company X and company X has a stock value of ten dollars and you want to buy hundred shares, so you want to invest thousand dollars in company X. Now, if a broker is charging you twenty five dollars per trade, then twenty five dollars divided by thousand is 0.25, which is 2.5 percent of the cost, which is little. Little high. You don't want to pay more than two percent. Now, let's say how can you try to make it lower? Well, you can try investing more. So let's say you are interested in uh, in purchasing four hundred dollars worth of share, and if the commission is around thirty dollars, then thirty divided by four hundred is uh, is comes out to seven point five percent, which is really high. Now you can reduce that commission to 2% by purchasing more. So you could put in $1,500 and that way your commission is 2%. So that's one way of lowering it. If you are, instead of investing every month, a little bit, you could save up and buy every six months or every year, but every six months is probably better. The earlier you get in the market, the better, the younger you are. That you start investing the better but that does not mean it's too late for people who are middle age or older everybody can benefit from investing is there a way to purchase stocks of a company without going through a broker yes there are um, some companies offer what's called direct stock purchase plan so you basically are buying shares of a company directly from the company and a lot of times the cost associated is very, very much less than what you would pay a broker. The Some of the costs associated are first initial fee of setting up the account and then a transaction fee, which can range from $0.03 to $0.10 per share. So some of this... Alternative way is much cheaper than buying directly than buying through a broker. Basically, you are cutting out the middleman. Some of the famous companies that do offer direct stock plans are Exxon Mobil and Walmart. So they have initial, initial amount that's required to invest, and then they also offer what's called drips, uh, dividends reinvestment plans. So instead of buying so when you are purchasing stocks you have the option to either take out the dividends that are paid by the company or reinvest the dividends back into the company. If you are getting $25 of uh, dividend per month from a company and you reinvest it and the stock price for that company is $50, you are buying half a stock. So you are able to buy fractions of a share with the company through the dividend reinvestment plans as well. What are some common mistakes to avoid while investing? The first one is being patient or to avoid being impatient. Building wealth takes time. When you're putting in the money in the stock market, don't go in the next day trying to see how it has grown or how it has gone low. The stock market, um, the stock prices vary during the day as well or every hour. It may be high, low, and it does that often. Don't waste your time trying to see where it is. Just create an automatic budget, start investing a little bit every month, every couple of weeks, and uh, just let it be. Don't be so impatient about it that you are checking and wasting your time and your energy and your emotions over checking it again and again. Just let it sit there and let it grow. And then another thing to avoid is not to just take anybody's opinion about what is a great stock investment what is a great company you should always do your own research my main goal with this podcast um, and any educational teaching is to give you all the benefits and the risks involved and that you are confident enough to make your own decisions about what will be a good choice for you and another mistake is not starting to invest soon enough the earlier you start the better even if it's small amount just start at any point even uh, for my kids i'm trying to do educational funds for them right now and when they are little older and they can do some work, I would love to start paying them and start retirement accounts for them. That's something I'm considering doing for them later on. And then investing too conservatively, you know, you are fearful and you are only investing in something like bonds, which have a much lower yield of return as compared to stocks. That is also a mistake to avoid then not diversifying enough you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket you want to diversify by different do different type of investing but at the same time you don't want to over diversify where you are pitting where you are putting a little bit of money into so many different companies and you don't even understand what they are and it becomes hard to manage and little bit money in one company may not grow as much as more amount of money in the same company so over diversifying can also be a problem as well as under diversifying and then also concentrating on uh, too much on the stock price just because a company's stock price is cheaper and you can afford it doesn't mean that that's the best investment there are many penny stocks out there that I experimented with a long time ago and there is much more risk involved in those than a company who may be big company selling a share at a $50 or $100 that may be a better investment over the long run and your money may have a better yield and may stay there instead of losing all your money in the penny stocks and then again investing in what you don't understand never buy something that you don't understand. That's the biggest mistake that you can avoid. And what else? Also, try to avoid any sort of debt. Don't use credit cards or other sorts of debt just for investment or other purposes. You are they have a high interest rate it's okay to use a credit card that you are able to pay off at the end of every month so you are not paying a high amount of interest or related um, cost but avoid getting any sort of debt that's the best thing you could do with your money i'd like to end this episode with a little discussion about Bonds. What is a bond? A bond is basically a loan. It's a long term loan that a company is taking from you and promising to pay you that money back with some interest. Many different entities issue bonds. Bonds that are issued by the U.S. government, Uh, U.S. government's Treasury Department, are called treasuries. State and local governments also issue bonds, which are called municipal bonds, and then some companies also offer bonds that are called junk bonds to attract buyers and a lot of the private companies sometimes offer higher interest rate than the government bonds. Bonds are considered a safer investment because you are guaranteed. The amount of money you put in back with some interest as well well you are guaranteed the money that is issued by on the bonds that are issued by the government but sometimes if the company is offering it and they declare bankruptcy then there may be issues with uh, returning your money but the Return on bonds is not as high as the stock market because it is considered a safer investment compared to the stock market. The average return over the last century has been around 4% for bonds versus 8 uh, to 10% for the stock market. So if you had put in 5000 in the treasury bills 50 years ago, then today it would be around 30000 Whereas, if you had put that same five thousand in the stock market, then fifty years later, with average ten percent growth, it would be close to eight hundred k so there's a huge difference in terms of return in the stock market versus the bond market, and also since the bonds issue the bonds give you interest, they are not considered halal by some who think that modern day banking interest is similar to riba that's mentioned in the Quran. But of course, not everybody believes or thinks that the modern day banking interest is the same as riba. So some people do invest in bonds as well as a safer form of investment. Okay, that's it for today. shall I'll talk to you again next week. And we will continue talking about investing. I'm not sure how many more episodes this will take, but this is a big topic. So it may take some time. All right, bye. Until next time.